0: Well life on the farm I kind of laid back Ain't much an old Country me, can't hack Early to rise Early in the sack Thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you For a ride On my big green tractor
1: We're just country boys
0: And girls Getting down
1: on the farm She thinks my tractor's sexy Goodbye city life Thank God I'm a country boy Woo-hoo! Oh, man. It is our once a month check in with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in uh, Jay, Florida. Just a wonderful operation. Local farmer trying to do his best to survive and maintain the farm that he's been doing for you know his whole life, basically. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir.
0: Good morning. How are y'all
1: doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, winter, so you guys have, or almost winter, I mean, officially, you know what I mean, but for the season for your farming. Uh, you guys finished doing your cotton? Did it turn out as poorly as we were anticipating, unfortunately?
0: Yeah, we uh, we finished last Thursday night, so they've uh, still got some to gin, you know, before we get our, our true final numbers back, but it's it's looking pretty pretty rough you know it looks like we're probably going to be down in that uh, probably lost around 40 percent or so from what we would usually get so not a, not just just glad it's over really i mean it's been a it's been a very trying year remember it started out very wet during planting season and then about uh the middle of july or so second week of july rain shut off and we didn't get really any more until uh what, late september early october we got a little rain event that came through but been a tough year just just glad it's over with and we were safe and everything else went good other than the weather and uh hopefully we'll get to do it again next year
1: yeah and you know it's i, I guess you might say that um it, it can only be better next year right <laughs> i mean you know it's,
0: it's well like... <laughs> i don't know. i like to think so but if it's not, I'm going to see if I can become a radio DJ.
1: Hey, we 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 always are hiring. We are always looking. We need you making uh, peanuts and and cotton though uh, more than we need you on the radio. I think, <laughs> uh, but man, I I I understand every. It, I, I, I wish honestly, I wish when you and I get on the radio and I know some sometimes it has been this way. We get on the radio and make people kind of like, I you know, farming, that kind of sounds like a good thing for me. But I do think a lot of times it's like, oh my God, I would never want to do that. but thank God somebody does, you know, and I'm super glad that you guys do. Um, finishing up on, on on the cotton, you guys are gonna have to what, you know, you have to kind of go through and grind the stalks, right because that's the one crop that doesn't sort of destroy itself, right?
0: That's correct. Basically all the other crops that we grow in this area, are the plants are destroyed during the harvest process and cotton is the one that's not, you know, the the plant is still standing strong out in the middle of the field. So we have a machine that goes in and uh, chops it up into finer pieces and then pulls the roots up out of the ground and all that is to, number one, to help the plants be in small pieces that can begin to decay and decay rapidly you know, uh, to return organic matter back to the soil for next year, as well as boll weevils are not a, a problem now, but that's one of the reasons we do it is to keep them from becoming a problem again if, if there were one to escape. You know, we had, we've had talked about it before. We had the boll weevil eradication uh, program back in the what, late 80s, I guess it was, and basically destroyed the boll weevil, which was a pest that had made it, where you couldn't grow cotton in this area it was so bad on the cotton hmm. it just wasn't feasible to grow it anymore so they destroyed that and uh, or eradicated that in our area so one of the problems was you know if there were any weevils they would harbor in the leftover cotton stalks over winter and and be there for you when you plant it again in the spring so so we learned back then that we have to uh, destroy our stalks in a timely manner in, in case there were any escapes. You know, it wouldn't give them a place to live. So, is there that's another reason we do
1: it? So, you know, I'm sure somebody's thought of this. I'm. I assume I'm not the first person asking this question, but um, it's like wood almost those cotton stalks, which is why part of the reason why you have to destroy it because it kind of gets in the way of anything that you would do next year. But and obviously the we weevil, like you're talking about. Has anybody looked into the possibility of there being a use of those cotton stalks as a? I mean, it's almost like a wood product. I mean, is that something anybody's ever investigated? Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm sure somebody's looked at it uh, for for biomass, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it probably costs us a lot of money to make somebody else a whole lot of money to be able to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do agree. It's worth it's worth checking into for sure.
1: Yeah, I just think, I mean, I don't know for firewood for not, I mean, I don't know what it would be useful for, but it seems like it might have some, but you're right. I mean, the cost of harvesting it would probably be prohibitive as well. That makes sense. Um, you guys also, uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, I believe you won an award, a 2023 Farm Press Peanut Efficiency Award. So you're an award winning farmer, not just a local farmer. Is that right?
0: Yeah, but it don't really mean
1: much. No, <laughs> no we, I know uh, how you feel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um, we did. We were very fortunate to do that. That was a, a, a pretty neat process. Someone nominated me, and then uh, then the the application process was uh, it was very difficult. But Basically, it's an efficiency award. It's it's saying that you're uh, doing everything as efficiently as you possibly can, and still making high yields and things like that. So it was our area was for the southeast which is the biggest uh peanut growing region in the country i had to compete against growers from Georgia, florida and alabama and those are the three biggest uh contributors peanuts in america so anyway it was a very lengthy process but it was very very uh neat to be able to win that and to be able to share some of the things that we do on our farms with other farmers as well, get to hear the winners from the other part of the country uh, speak and hear what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, we're at the end of the day, we're all on the same team, just trying to do better than what we did yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that's the one time where you can say that people from Florida, Alabama, and Georgia are all on the same team, right? <laughs> that's, not, that's not the normal way yeah. that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, this time of year, now that you're done with cotton, done with peanuts, um, done with corn— are you, well maybe you got I don't know second corn or whatever, but do uh, you have cover cover crops you're putting in? Is that what you're act, uh, you're getting ready to do?
0: Yep, we're getting ready to plant our, our wheat notes that we plant every year as a cover crop. We'll plant As much as we have seeds saved up from last year, we'll plant that many acres and uh, you know there's lots of reasons that we do that. It's, we have been doing this for many years now. I think it's a good thing. I know that uh, you said there was something in the newspaper that made it sound like maybe it wasn't as good. But, but, uh, yeah, you and I, I just, really just for, for,
1: for, for the listener's sake, uh, you and I were talking briefly off the air before we came on, and I said that there was an article in the PNJ about cover crops, and they, um, that sort of the environmental folks thought that cover crops were good as a form of carbon capture related to global warming and uh, but the article was indicating that for example rye when used as a cover crop didn't enhance yield the next year but actually reduced cap cash crop yields meaning that you know cover crops were a loss financially even though they were you know good for carbon capture or whatever and i'd never heard you say anything like that so i was curious i always thought the re- rationale was cover crops protected the soil which enhanced yields yes yeah, so i thought
0: yeah. I am of the opinion that they do enhance yields. And there are several reasons for it. I mean, some of the reasons we plant cover crops are obviously erosion control. You know, if you plant a cover crop out there, there's basically not going to be any water or wind erosion. Um, otherwise, your field's just going to be bare during the winter. And every time it rains, the soil's going to erode and wash away. Um, then when it starts drying up on those cold front after the cold front comes through and you've got a strong north wind, then and then you're going to have wind erosion with dust blowing everywhere. So it it completely does away with that. It uh, it keeps weeds down, so that so there's not near as many weeds that you have to deal with in the spring. Um, it keeps the nutrients tied up toward the upper part of the soil column toward the surface. So there there are many many reasons we do it. Then in the spring it also uh, it helps conserve moisture. Oh, and then of course your your return uh, organic material right back to the soil will come in and and kill that cover crop and then plant our row crop right into that. Okay, you know, we'll kill just a small strip. So that most of that uh, old plant material from the cover crop is still right there, never even being touched.
1: So the moisture from the cover crop creates a richer wetter soil environment when you go to actually plant the crops in that soil is that do i have that right correct
0: oh, yes. interesting okay Just from being, from the soil being shaded
1: yeah oh okay oh i see so by the shade prevents it from drying out with okay that makes sense okay interesting um by the way i got a couple of notes in here uh one was that uh, somebody said Couple generations ago, my mother's side was pretty wealthy. They lost everything to the bull weevil. Uh, almost never recovered from it. it. Took two generations, and they did so by switching into uh, running alcohol during prohibition. <laughs> as, there as, you as a, go. <laughs> as, you know, as a workaround, as a different solution. Um, uh, we, we always like to end with a uh, like a farm fact, or a, did you know anything about farming? You got one of those for me this week. I did. You know, it's a few days
0: late, but still, it's... This of interest to me. Um, you know, American Farm Bureau for, I don't know, since the mid-80s has been doing the average cost of a Thanksgiving meal yeah. every year for 10 people. And they 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 check out the same items every year, every state across America, and then compare them, you know, each year. So uh, this just last week, a Thanksgiving meal for this year averaged just a little over $61 for 10 people. And that's down about $3 from the year before in 22, which was the record high since they
1: have been keeping
0: keeping score here.
1: You don't say the, the record high for something was 2022, huh? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Like, everything was up last year, right? Yeah. Um, so,
0: this year, it was uh, just a little over $61. But the important part of that for me and for our listeners, I think, is the farmer's share of that was about $9.
1: So, so you made was like thirteen percent, if I'm my quick math on that. Uh, so, yeah, out of out of a, rough,
0: rough, rough, rough figures is fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. There you go. Area. So um, sixty, sixty-one, farmers? sixty-two,
1: something like that, and you guys make nine across all of y'all, like all the farmers, not not, not Ryan. Yeah, okay. I
0: mean turkey people, cranberry people, just
1: farmers in general. I like that. Cranberry people. That's cute. (laughs) Oh, I did get a text in here. I wanted to get your, I don't know the answer to this, but somebody said, you know, I know a fair number of farmers in Jay right now and and their December activity is hunting. (laughs) Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: yes. Once you get your stuff done, yes. There's a lot of that that goes on as well.
1: A little, a little bit of recreational fun, which is good, and feeding fun, too, if you get the right stuff. Uh, Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer okay. in uh, Jay, Florida. And, Ryan, you know I always say it, and I, I never say it as a just a throwaway. I genuinely mean it. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you uh, feeding and clothing my kids and all of our, clo- our, all of our kids and all of our families, man. I appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you next month. Well, thank you
0: so much. Y'all have a good week.
1: All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in January. You too. See you soon. So,